What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the Honey Bun Hero. <laughs> aka, who keeps sucking on my nipples at night? <laughs> aka, the Kumaki Tiger Dropper. AKA the Nicola Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights. Episode 180. I don't know why my voice sounds very weird. Maybe I'm just, just the volume is louder. Maybe that's what's throwing me off. Let me cut that down a little bit. Um, Yeah, damn. It always feels so long since we last talked, but nonetheless, I am here. I am here. Um, man, what has happened? Well, many stuff is happening. Uh, what we got? We got Armor Core Six around the corner. Just peeping his head out. Just, just wants, just wants us to play it. Um, damn. Something about uh, something about something about something. <laughs> Something about, oh yeah, Starfield, I think preload started today as well. Just a little quick, quick tidbits. Um, but other than that, we have a pretty good show for you today. Uh, we'll talk about Evo, the results and announcements, possible PS5 leak, and many more uh, topics of discussion. So, without further ado, let's stop the dilly-dallying and get right into it. So, first topic of discussion, um, EVO 2023, which uh, transpired, uh, was it two weeks ago, technically? Yeah, August 4th. Yeah, damn. Uh, Started last weekend, well, not last weekend, but the weekend of August 4th, basically. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of announcements. Um, at least the, uh, competition itself was very interesting. I at least caught a decent amount, uh, a little bit of Tekken, but mostly, um, Street Fighter six, which, uh, was, that was some, that was some street, that was some street fighter. They was playing. That's for sure. Every, every damn match in, uh, at least top six, it seemed like it definitely went to like, you know, uh, the last, the ultimately last match of, you know, each side is, uh, is giving them out to each other. And then, uh, it it was a lot of tiebreakers, uh, in terms of, you know, getting the final game point game match, if you will. But I dug it. I dug it. Um, who was the winner for at least specifically for Street Fighter six was angry bird. Um, which it seems like a lot of people were rooting for. I had no recollection of, of him. I was familiar with Mena. I think who got second, of course, Tokido, who was, uh, I think third, always staying, sticking in there. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty, pretty dope showing uh, in terms of, uh, Street Fighter six's first appearance. Um, not to, not, uh, going back to, um, uh, some of the previous like uh, Capcom Pro Tour stuff, which I think there was at least one, um, or Red, I think it was Red Bull Kunte before uh, Evo, but game is like not even three, four months, uh, you know, old yet, and uh, yeah, that was a pretty impressive showing. Um, very impressive that uh, there was actually a um, a modern player, modern control player, um, Chun Li, modern Chun Li that made it. Uh, the top six, so at least that's definitely an uh, interesting uh, aspect as well in terms of, you know, uh, they were pretty serious about the legitimacy of uh, modern controls, so that was very interesting to uh, to see, um, you know, uh, to see that actually, that control scheme actually being technically legit, um, you know, uh, as it, it was in the top six of Evo, so pretty, pretty dope. Um, Let's get into some of the announcements. Um, at least I think this was, this was Saturday. Mortal Kombat One. They showed a very impressive trailer with um, uh, Reptile, a 
they showed Havoc. <laughs> that was that was unexpected. Reptile Havoc, um, Ashra, I believe. Reptile Havoc, Ashra. Um, who else? Uh, I think Natara. Oh no, Serena. Serena. These they 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 they, they going in the crates. <laughs> they, well, at least specifically a lot of the uh, the. 3D era Mortal Kombat characters, which was dope. Um, yeah, but I, I was very impressed with pretty much all the characters. Reptile, I think, is probably some of his best design. Um, you know, obviously from all the various iterations from the previous games. Um, goodness, I'm looking at the fatality. Goodness, he just just ate him, just ate her, spit her out. God, oh goodness, I didn't catch that one. Goodness, that's just that's more combat. That's that's vile. That's that's slightly disturbing. But um, yeah, reptile. Uh, I like th they basically switched him up now, where you know he has this generally traditional ninja design. Um, but now whenever he does his reptile esque moves, he switches to like a fully blown rep reptilian form, um, which is a, a nice change of pace compared to like it's either they would make him lizard-like uh, under his clothing uh, or just go full-blown with him being a lizard and like kind of do a somewhat of a hybrid between a lizard and a ninja but mostly lizard kind of so at least now it's uh I'm, I'm a fan of this particular design where yeah he can he can switch and uh switch into being a um a lizard which i think is is, is, a, is the better choice in my opinion um but yeah, no, he looks pretty good. He has the invisible moves. I think I caught some of the MK uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, I forgot what they call it, but basically where they go in depth and show some of the character, some of the character, um, you know, mechanics, um, in, in full depth, and you know, um, kind of explain their their like uh, methodology, if you will, in terms of like you know their their general go to stuff. So that was dope. Um, uh, we saw a bit of havoc, which I I. Um, I was surprised that they could make Havoc look that good, but they, but it, they did. They basically, you know, incorporated his like undeadness aspects where he like breaks his neck, and I guess that's kind of. It seems like that's how he summons the the demon lady with him. Um, I'm, I feel like that's new. I don't recall that being part of his lore, but um, you know, it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I dig. I dug that very much. Um, Oh my god. This USB thing is gonna is gonna drive me crazy. It's gonna drive me to insane madness. Can I disable? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um yeah, so uh we saw a little bit of uh Ashra. She was pretty cool. Um, you know, she got got her it, it seems they, they're doing a different take where she seemed to be purely holy but now it seems she has two sides where she has holy and a demonic side and i think they showcase that in um one of the mk showcases where they um they she technically has like stances basically where she has a, a purity form and a devil form um where you know a lot of properties of her moves uh change based on which stance she's in which i think is that's that's pretty dope as well um, but yeah, I really dug her. Um, yeah, man. Mortal Kombat is looking good, man. It's, it's looking good. I, I think that's always one thing that Mortal Kombat was good at with their, um, marketing specifically. It was always just, just flawless. Just flawless. Um, so yeah, got, uh, some, some of the stages, which are dope. I think this, I believe this is our first time seeing the, the, the Undead Forest or, you know, the, New iteration of that? I could be wrong, but um, what a proper way to showcase it with, you know, Havoc and uh, all that good stuff, so. Uh, also, on the Street Fighter 6 side, uh, we got a look at some of the upcoming outfits for a lot of the characters. Um, you got you got Guile looking like he about to go to the club, you know, and, and do a hoot nanny at the same time. Uh, you got Marissa, she got the, she got the, um, the Spartan shield uh, helmet thing going on, but it's her hair, and she getting ready to get married. You got you got Jerry. She about to she about to um Netflix and chill with somebody. You know um she got the jammies and the full effect. 
And then you got you got a DJ. He looking like yeah, he about to step in that club. He about to own it. He about to own it. He about to get down. Um, <laughs> with the <laughs> it's funny I saw on Twitter a while back. Uh, basically the thing with DJ in terms of his um his hairstyle it seems like every black character has this uh, has the um I like to call it the uh what you call it I like to call it the um damn it what is it called the uh, Killmonger uh hairdo where you know it's essentially the dreads but there's cutting uh it's cut all around um so that's that is a that is a choice that is a little bit as a choice you know um so yeah that was that was cool I dug that and um yeah so DJ was DJing you know DJ was DJing uh then <laughs> another weird ass announcement they announced the crossover with uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where basically it, uh it's basically a skin to my understanding where you could just wear it for your avatar I don't I believe that you can also wear it yeah I think you can wear it over uh I think any character in theory it seems like I've not messed with the DLC but yeah it shows it shows them playing it shows them in in uh in the game replacing like certain characters like Leonardo was throwing a Hadouken so presumably it's uh you know um Ryu and then Ken and then DJ they're showing a lot of other characters so it seems like you can get it for any character I, I presume um they uh from what I heard that they are expensive as hell because I think for each turtle is like 20 bucks which that is crazy um that is crazy as hell <laughs> Xbox is getting a like pretty big uh, update, a 10th anniversary update, 
will have um, improved matchmaking, 4K support for uh, Series X and S. Um, and I think just some general overall, you know, um, typical, you know, balance patches and stuff like that. So that's promising. A new character for Project L, Yashiro. Um, Undernight Ember 2 Sis Celeste um, was announced. Like, clearly, if you, I mean, come on now. Like, Undernight Ember 2 Sis Celeste. It's easy. <laughs> easy. Um, but yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much all of what transpired at EVO 2023. Um, good stuff. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. Um, uh, possible PS5 uh, SKU scoop uh, was posted on a, a Chinese forum. Um, so basically, it looks pretty close to the uh the current ps5 but it's some interesting differences specifically the the, the face plates are like uh, basically divided in the middle which is interesting at least it seems like the biggest reason for that is the um the disk drive which at least the, it's rumored that the ps5 is this ps5 revision is going to have a detachable disk drive or basically an optional disk drive that you can um purchase further down the line if you choose to but um that seems to be it i guess it's they they say it's like uh a few centimeters shorter um but otherwise looks fairly the same outside of that um interesting then there was a video on twitter by bwe dev underscore dev um which is curious, like, currently, to this day, it is still up, which, I don't know, if there was some validity to it, it would have been closed, otherwise, if it was legit, maybe, I don't know, so, potentially, this could be fake, of course, but, it seems legit, it does seem legit, um, so, yeah, this is, basically, well, I guess, at least the rumor is that this is supposed to be a PS5 Slim, but it uh, potentially just is just a revision to save on costs and stuff. But uh, who knows? I guess one like interesting aspect of it too is that it has two front USB-C ports, which generally, at least from the, the previous PS5 current one, that there is at least a USB-A and C port. So that just seems kind of odd to not have a USB-A port in the front. So. There's some things you can definitely pick about this, uh, as in the legitimacy of it, but it does seem, um, it seems like it, it is, it is something, so, almost sneezed, almost sneezed, I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, moving on. Uh, THQ Nordic, uh, had a digital so showcase, um, was it last Friday? Yeah, last Friday, um, not really going to go over all of the announcements, just some of the ones that did stand out. Um, there's Alone in the Dark, but probably the most biggest one, really, is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. I forgot to do it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm turning old or something. <laughs> What's up, moments? But nonetheless, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, uh, being developed, I think, by a new studio. Um, I believe it's a new studio, um, are developing this game. So to my understanding, as somebody who hasn't, isn't familiar with the comic, uh, basically to my understanding, the plot of this is basically if, if, um, if the other Ninja Turtles died and there was one Ninja Turtle left being the last Ronin that, uh, you know, he has all of the previous, you know, other turtles, uh, weapons, um, I'm not sure which one this is. I believe, I think it could be Donatello, but, uh, I could be wrong. Again, as somebody who's not familiar with the comic, but, um, that seems, that's, that seems interesting. You know, obviously we've always seen the Ninja Turtles, especially at least in game form, just all of the happy-go-lucky Ninja Turtles, hey, it's pizza time, cowabunga, dude, everything's all light and bright, but now this seems very dark and depressing, which I am, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. Part of me kind of wants to see the other Ninja Turtles get killed, because, I mean, it's fairly evident that the Turtles are dead. The 
other turtles. So I kind of would like to see some gratuitous death. I don't know. This is just a random, just I'd want, I'd want as somebody who's always seen the Ninja Turtles in a light, bright light. Um, I think that would have been cool. This is just a very much a selfish esque type of thing, but I think it would be cool to kind of hit home like, oh, sh oh shit, they dead. They're dead. I guess they could do it in more tasteful ways to also imply death, but uh, part of me kind of wants to want to see them just, just death, just die. Just, you know, a very, 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 very horrible detail. But that's just me. That's just me. I digress. I digress. But, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much interested in this, uh, this plot for sure uh sign me up coming to pc playstation 5 and xbox series x and s so there you go move it on alan wake 2 has been delayed i know i know um actually not too far though uh basically uh it's originally set to launch october 17th but it's now been delayed to october 27th which is about a week, about a week, uh, yeah, just basically just a week delay, so not too bad, uh, it seems like the, uh, intention, well, I think a lot of people, like, I've seen, like, Reset Era thread posts and stuff about, you know, hey, man, I don't know, Alan Wake is, 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 is dropping at a very bad time, man, I don't, I think it should, should drop at that time because uh, other games are coming out, but, um, hey, Maybe I guess there's some legitimacy, legitimacy to it, because um, it's a uh, it's coming out against a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. So we got Assassin's Creed Mirage October 5th, Detective Pikachu Returns October 6th, Forza Motorsport October 10th, Lords of the Fallen October 13th, um, Spider-Man 2 October 20th, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder October 20th, uh, City Skylines 2 October 24th. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, October 24th. Alone in the Dark, uh, the 25th. And then, at least now, Alan Wake is set to be on October 27th. So, a lot of these games don't really speak to me in terms of, like, having a preference to play over Alan Wake 2. But I do understand the, the sentiment that, like, you know, the, they're worried that it would it would force people to pick, pick a, one game over the other. Um... But yeah, out of all of what I said, really Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, those are really the only ones that, that very much speak to me immediately that I would for sure want to at least mess with at that time. But understandable nonetheless. Um, I can't wait though. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to it. Very, very much looking forward to it. Moving on. Rockstore um, bought CFX.re. Uh, these are basically the developers behind 5M and Red M, um, which is basically the um, the uh, the role-playing uh, GTA mods that you've probably seen on Twitch and whatnot. Um, they are officially part of Rockstar Games, which is uh, very interesting and for a lot of reasons. Um, I'll read the formal announcement. Today, we are proud to announce that CFX.re, the team behind the biggest Rockstar role-playing creator communities, 5 and Ram, are now officially part of Rockstar Games. Over the past few years, we've watched the ex with excitement as Rockstar's creative community have found new ways to expand the possibilities of Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2, particularly through the creation of dedicated role-play servers. As a way to further support these efforts, we recently expanded our policy on mods to officially include those made by the roleplay creative community. By partnering with the CFX.re team, we will help them find new ways to support this incredible community and improve the services they provide to their developers and players. So, pretty dope. Um, at least, that was gonna... That was definitely gonna make me... lead me to thinking that they would... Um, this is this is gonna drive me crazy. What are you doing? Stop it! Just stop it! Just stop! It. Just stop what you're doing! Just stop it! Um. So yeah, for CFXRE, um, this is very interesting in terms of like, uh, it, at least it seemed like it was implied that like maybe they were gonna fully integrate the roleplay aspect 
into their next their next um, Rockstar game, basically. But at least it seems like that it's they're just gonna maybe keep it separate and optional for people. Or I don't know, no, because it's like it's bought from them. They're definitely gonna get that money. Um, but maybe they're. I think they're just gonna make it more accessible in terms of for people to do that. So that makes sense. I mean, technically, it could possibly be implemented into the game itself in general, um, some way. Maybe I hate to admit it. Um, they might try to nickel and dime you more. But hey, if you buy, uh, I think what's their GTA Online subscription thing currently? If you uh, subscribe to this, you get the role playing package or whatever and are able to play that's the only way you can play the role play stuff i can unfortunately see that for sure happening i would not want it to but i can definitely absolutely see that happening um but i think maybe technically this this is for those that want to do that i've yet to ever experience or play um the role play side of it of, of gta uh, online but I, I have seen kind of the concept and it does seem cool being able to you know just just role play into a community, um, which I think at least now them developing GTA 6 with this in mind, I think that in general could could lead to some interesting stuff. Um, depending on how they implement it, um, I don't know. It could go both ways. They could just let them do their thing and you know just uh, support them as best they can. But the money ultimately comes to Rockstar. Um, hard to say, but I think it is a good a good uh, a, a good thing that happened. It feels like at least for now, could could totally could totally um regret what I said, but yeah, I think I think I think they're probably gonna they're gonna capitalize on the money from it and uh, yeah, make it make it so you can only play this role playing aspect through this through subscribing uh, additional money to them from what you already purchased purchased in the initial GTA Six game, but. I guess we'll see. Well, boy, yeah, that's it's it, it could go both ways. It could, it could totally go both ways. But I mean, you think about it. Either way, you're still paying. You were, I think, you still had to get a subscription with them anyway. So it's just, I think, if anything, um, streamlining stuff and maybe also maybe letting you play on console as well as PC, which I think that at least is a better, uh, considering you would have to pay for this separately anyway. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, could definitely be. This could definitely be something. Not, not great in terms of just from the money grubbing aspect. But moving on. Um, the Xbox 360 store uh, will close uh, July 2024. Unfortunately. Xbox Series X and S and Xbox.com. 
So that's uh, that's that's a pretty good compromise as well. So um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, at least you can still access the games you purchased and are you know entitled to, uh, basically. But um, yeah, it's always not good. That, uh, stores are closing, but uh, I mean this is definitely the, the where we're going. You know when it comes to that. I would definitely have more issue if you couldn't access your games at all, as well as multiplayer. That would be a bummer too, especially for some exclusive ones. So, there you have it. There you have it. With that being said, that concludes all the news for this episode. Um, let's get into what I've been playing, which hasn't been um, Double Dragon Gaiden. Um, I finished that. Uh, well, I platinumed it actually. Not not that crazy of a requirement, but platinumed it. Um, it was a very fun experience. Um, yeah, that game was great. I, I kind of low key want to want to play it again. Um, so yeah, that was very fun. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely, man. Let's just let's just acknowledge how how much beat 'em ups are making that damn resurgence, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful. As somebody you know, especially growing up, been a huge fan of beat 'em ups and stuff. It feels like, man, Beatles is coming back, man. Now you got the uh, Ninja Turtles DLC for uh, Shredder's Revenge coming out the end of this month. Um, man, I'm, I'm very, I'm very thankful. Very thankful for, for the beat ups. I'm really, I really. Um, but yeah, I, I was very, very surprised by this game. How, how fun it is, the combos, the, the potential for combos you can do. Um, it has a lot of depth, which I like. I like the, uh, I like the, um, the Ultimate Pass, which I talked about last episode. The the kind of Mega Man-esque, um, uh, how do I say it, uh, well, choice of levels, but then, uh, depending on wh- which stage you get at which stage in the game, um, they become more difficult, more, like, thorough in terms of, like, there's more aspects to certain levels and stuff, so, um, which I very much dug, I very much dug, very, very much, yeah, Double Dragon Gaiden is gay, is <laughs> Double Dragon Gaiden is gay. Double Dragon Gaiden is great. Man, that's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, definitely, I, I, I see it for sure at least being in my top five for uh, games of this year, for sure. Um, yeah. Then also played uh, AEW Fight Forever. I'm not sure if I talked about this last episode. I don't think I did, but AEW Fight Forever basically... Um, the, you know, uh, wrestlers and roster within the AEW, um, stable, um, being used with the, this new, well, <laughs> not necessarily new, but revised engine, uh, from the developers, or at least a fair amount of the developers that worked on the No Mercy games, um, to this company, Ukes, uh, where, you know, you have a very much arcadey feel, uh, wrestling game, which, I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. After getting a feel for it, actually getting understanding it, um, it's pretty, um, it's very fun. I, I, I definitely enjoyed the gameplay um, of, of the, you know, mechanics and gameplay of this engine um, for AEW. It definitely, it's very much, very similar to uh, the No Mercy, the N64 games, um, which is a very good thing, in my opinion. They, they definitely expanded it a bit, that there's a lot more incorporation of the new controls scheme since the N64, which is dope. A lot more depth when it comes to that, too. But very much similar to uh, the N64 games in terms of, you know, the, the mechanic of, you know, having a meter that is based on, you know, uh, charisma and um, momentum. I think that's the general, that's, that's the official terminology for it. But the momentum, you know, where... You get, you get hyped up, you taunt yourself up, and then you get special, land the special, then they're in danger, and then they're at risk of, you know, you can pin them and all that stuff. So, pretty much all of what was in the N64 games uh, has translated. Some, some bugginess, of course, um, and considering the budget uh, for this game, I, I, I would definitely give them some leeway when it comes to that. But man, I would definitely love to see this, see the sequels to this game with more of a budget, um, you know, towards the next one, I think. With those things combined, I think this game would be very. This, I think this as somebody who prefers the arcadey style, um, well, games in general, but at least wrestling games. Um, yeah, I definitely would play this over a WWE game. As mind you, as somebody who's fell off of wrestling since the Attitude Era, um, when I was a young young kid, um, 
yeah I, and you know that's literally the sole thing that attracted me to this AEW game because like I really otherwise have no interest in AEW as like you know wrestling in general I just go where the fun is at when it comes to that but at least for this game um yeah I feel like um man I'd love it to be WWE but I mean hey I'm fine with AEW and then like there are uh, a lot of uh, wrestlers that previously at some point in time used to be with WWE that is with AEW now he's currently like you got Jim Ross the announcer that used to be of course with WWE for the longest um Sting I, th- I believe he had a he had a stint in WWE at some point I could be wrong about that uh Taz who I think is an announcer as well um some other various wrestlers that don't come to mind but nonetheless um yeah so I thoroughly enjoyed it I played the uh I fully completed the um I think Road to Championship mode or something basically the the story mode for for uh, the wrestling game that i played which was a lot of fun thoroughly enjoyed it i lost my last championship match i was low-key kind of upset about that i was like damn it i should have <laughs> i part of me wanted to save scum but i don't think i think i passed the point where i could could not have so that uh that stung a bit so they took my my last match they took my championship belt it was, it was unfair it was like a four a four a four-way match but the mechanic was you know, whoever pins the person uh, first wins. So you could be distracted, knocked out, and fight another person. But if the other two people, whatever person pins that person, and you don't break break it up from them, then they win. Which I'm not necessarily a fan of, and that isn't of itself why I lost that match. But it's okay. I was killing up, not killing. I was defeating everybody else. I think I had a 25 career record uh, at that time. So it's cool. It's all right. I mean, I'm gonna get my lick back eventually. <laughs> what I did, what I did do to, what I did do to, um, <laughs> kind of appease and uh, put myself at ease, if you will. Um, there's a there's a um, setting in the game where you can basically uh, allocate who is champion of each of each title in the, in the, the AEW apparently. And I just put myself for pretty much everyone I could, but the like the women's championships and stuff like that. So I was like, and then I, you know, I had one match, but uh, I think it was Chris Jericho who won. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna beat his ass. So came out with my with my four championship belts, beat his ass, and um, I was like, okay, that's what I need. That's that's what I. Need. So um, yeah, it's it's very fun, very fun game. We love to to see it in, in multiplayer and full effect. That'd be fun. Um, but overall, I feel like it has a lot of potential to be even a better game than it is. Um, uh, I think it's just they didn't have the budget. Because I think AEW themselves paid for it uh, in terms of, uh, you know, allocating everything when it comes to that. So I think if they had more money, I think this would definitely be a, a phenomenal game, in my opinion. So AEW Fight Forever. Um, I was very surprised. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, also played and playing uh like a dragon edition so i think this came out like february this year i don't know i was like i i technically played it before because um this game originally came out in japan exclusively i think in 2014 2015 and i imported it because i was i was just i was man i was i was i was i was i was i was was hungry i was hungry for some yakuza um so i got it uh, of course, <laughs> as somebody who doesn't know Japanese, uh, I resorted to the help from uh, KHH subs, who uh, they basically shouts out shouts out to uh, him, man. Uh, basically, he translated um, like what what's basically happening in certain cutscenes. He basically does did a walkthrough, a translated walkthrough of what what's actually going on in context and stuff like that, as well as the sub stories, which that's an undertaking of itself. I was like, so they're like damn near 80 sub stories and translating them all and all that stuff choosing which option to pick um is a daunting task but shouts out to kg subs i guess the service are services are no longer needed because now that um yakuza has picked up in the west now um there really isn't uh, a need for it but man he was essential back in the day yeah yakuza zero yakuza uh, ishin um i think kawami yeah kawami as well I think those are at least the three before the game started picking up steam um, in the West. So shouts out to KHH subs, man, wherever you are, man, I hope, I hope you're doing good. I really do. Cause man, he was, 
did he did God's work. He really did. He really did. Um, but yeah, back to the game. Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot of I forgot and didn't necessarily resonate because of me not actually um, digesting the the story necessarily. Like, of course, Cage himself was giving like good cliff note of uh, you know everything that was going on, but I don't know. It's I think it's a different context to actually like see the subtitles like anime as things are progressing, you know, in a scene, which I think that definitely changed my mm, impression, uh, sentiments of the game now, now that, like, it's fully in English and being able to absorb everything appropriately uh, without the language barrier, which uh, I think that's definitely um, shined a new light in the game for me as somebody who thought, like, ah, it's, I played this before technically, even though I didn't fully understand it necessarily, um, but now I think it definitely... It's been a very fun experience, like, thoroughly playing the game so far. I've been pretty much doing almost any sub-story I can. Um, <laughs> that's been fun. It's been some very interesting, funny sub-stories and uh, th things like that that I thoroughly enjoyed that um, I'm very much digging so far. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much just a, the standard uh, Yakuza game that you know and love, but, you know, in um, the feudal, feudal era of Japan, um, that uh, it's, it's, it's pretty literally just take all of the Kamurocho, the essence of a Yakuza game, put it into a, you know, a feudal era type setting, and uh, that, that, on paper, that's very enticing to me, personally, for sure, um, but yeah, actually going through it, it's very fun, uh, Kiryu is no longer named Kiryu, he's Ryoma, so like, all of the likenesses of a lot of the characters you know and love from the Yakuza games are more than likely in this game, but they're, you know, a different character, essentially, but the, the likeness is the same, but they're basically a different character. Um, but that, that's, that's funny in of itself also seeing a lot of these characters you're, you're familiar with from the games, but in a different context, a different story, uh, aspect, um, that has been fun so far. Uh, I got the, got the Komaki Tiger drop, of course, got the Komaki Tiger drop, loved it, loved it. Um, yeah, um, Yakuza, Yakuza, man, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all the time, every time, all day, every, every single day. It's just so good. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Like a Dragon Nation. I recommend. I do. I think I'm like 20, 20 ish hours in so far. So, uh, yeah, literally just taking my time with it, playing all the sub stories and doing all the miscellaneous stuff I can, experiencing various aspects, doing all like the karaoke. There's karaoke. There's a, <laughs> I forgot what, what it's called, but Dama, Dama thing. Um, that's technically in here. There's, um, of course, the gambling, all the traditional. Yakuza stuff for the most part, obviously, um, it, within reason of the time period, they, there is, or they, there's generally some equivalent to it, but, um, yeah, I'm a fan, very much a fan, um, there's, uh, multiple stances, you got your, you got your sword stance, your standard sword, sword stance, you've got a brawler stance, which is basically, um, Kiri's default moveset, uh, Dragon of Dojima, um, you got a gunman uh, stance, which is, self-explanatory and then you got a wild dancer stance which is basically having a sword and a gun at the same time and doing you know various moves based based off that um but yeah that's that's interesting you can um i've seen in the tree which was always kind of my gripe with some of the other games that you can like switch styles on the fly you have to unlock it but i mean i'm, I'm totally cool with that but um that i think will add to a lot of potentially more depth once i you know unlock all the uh stances and stuff that'll be very very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it. Now I'm motivated. Oh, man. Yeah. Yakuza or Like a Dragon is life. Don't let anybody tell you different. Alright. Moving on. Uh, also played um, with the PS5 streaming beta. So basically, um, I got into the PS5 uh, firmware beta, which tested some of the new features like uh, Adobe Atmos support, um, vibrating menu navigation, um, dual sense vibration, navigating through menus, um, some other stuff that I does not come online. But they provided an additional uh, beta. I think this only goes to PlayStation Plus premium users, some that are in the beta, to understand, uh, which is the PS5 streaming beta where. Basically, um, you are streaming PS5 games, which I guess that's not been a thing yet. I thought that was, but nonetheless. Basically, mess with uh, a couple of the supported games they had out. Um, what were some of them? 
uh, mess with Returnal, which was uh, um, it was it was very responsive, surprisingly responsive. Again, it's somebody who has like a multi-gig internet up and down um, as context, because uh, I think your mileage may vary when it comes to that based on your internet speed. I think the minimum is like three megabytes down and three up or something like that, but I think you definitely want more um, when it comes to that specifically. But uh, yeah, um, what else? Um, damn it, something about something about something. Oh yeah, so return was very surprisingly responsive. It quality-wise, it looked actually pretty good for the most part. There were definitely some some um, points in the game where you could definitely see some artifact and stuff, but otherwise it definitely looked very good for streaming of ps5 games and that's another factor too is that um this uh you can actually stream gameplay in 4k uh 1440p and 4k which is kind of unheard of as far as previous streaming options have gone the most you generally are able to get is 1080p 60 but now yeah literally 4k 60 i was able to stream and it was pretty fun i thoroughly enjoyed it um mess with uh played with God of War Ragnarok a little bit to get a feel and at least yeah for me the controls felt very very responsive like I dare I say very close to like um very close to um recognizable in terms of like noticing the delay it felt very eerily like seamless when it came to that that's what Demon Souls uh the remake a bit as well I was able to be pair I was able to parry like no other in terms of you know these attacks at least i messed with the first level because i beat the game and i was like i haven't unlocked all you basically have to go through it again and unlock everything but i was like let me mess with the first level and uh yeah i was like let me see if i can actually parry i think maybe i had to adjust my timing a little bit to compensate for the lag but other, otherwise it was thoroughly it was thoroughly enjoyable uh what else did i mess with i think those really oh yeah i actually played they had fortnite um so i was like let me really mess with fortnite see how legit that is it was pretty good, actually. Again, it was not very uh, recognizable delay. So that was actually, uh, again, fairly surprised by that as well. So, I mean, it's a good sign. So I think PS5 streaming is legit. I think, you know, obviously with some working in the background stuff. And if you have a reliable internet connection, I can't stress that enough. That I think determines a lot of what your experience is going to be when it comes to that. Um, it was very fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was, I was pleasantly surprised, I'll say that. Um, yeah. That concludes all of what I've been playing lately. Uh, what I've been watching. Boy, oh boy. Uh, I, uh, recently finished Twisted Metal, the, uh, the, um, live action adaptation, uh, from the video game, based on the video game, uh, the PlayStation franchise of Twisted Metal back in the classic PS1 days, and also there's been some PS2 game, oh, a PS2 game, uh, well, I guess a couple PS2 games, and then, um, I think they kind of had a semi-reboot, uh, on the PS3 as well, but Twisted Metal, man, I have to say, uh, I've heard some of the, uh, the, um, reviews and, and um, opinions on it from people that have watched it, and people were very surprised, because, like, obviously for me, they showed, like, a trailer, uh, to the point, it was like, you know, with Sweet Tooth and uh, John Doe, who's uh, Anthony Mackie's character, they're like he's getting propped up on a on a casino uh, casino machine, and and the, the thong song is playing on, and he's telling him to to, to, to sing the song thong song, and he's singing the thong song, and he's impressing him. It's very weird, but I was like, okay, uh, I don't know about this. This is, this is I'm not too sure, but after watching it. Man, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. I'm not sure. I don't think it's necessarily me lowering my expectations, but I am, uh, no, I was very impressed. Yeah, I think it was a, a very good balance of, you know, kind of, uh, retracing some of the, some of the, um, Twisted Metal competitors' origins a little bit, but also, you know, deviating a little bit from the source material when it comes to that. But I think they did a really good job of honoring and that's always important in my opinion, honoring the source material, which I think they did a very good job of. Um, unlike some, uh, Resident Evil for Netflix, uh, I'm very much talking to you, but, um, yeah, I think they really did a good job of honoring the source material. I think that's the biggest, the biggest, most important thing that you should always remember to do, especially, at least in my opinion, as my, obviously, who's a fan of video game, the various video game franchises that, you know, some of these shows are based off of. 
But yeah, I think they did a really good jo- good job of that, respecting and honoring the source material. And, you know, deep, uh, fleshing some characters out. You see um, Axel Stone, who's a, you know, a character in the Twisted Metal Gangs. Um, he's, he has a kind of interesting, uh, uh, you know, a character arc. Um, and of course, John Doe, then he meets this uh, other person, uh, Quiet. And then there's a lot of interesting, you know, uh, minutia there. Uh, then of course, Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth, um, yeah, I definitely liked for sure. They, they definitely like translated him very well from the game to this, this series. You, you definitely, I like that's that's what I would think uh, Sweet Tooth would be in, in 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 this series. So and that's what he was. So it's weird. He's kind of like a he's kind of like an anti-hero, un, unstable. But you know he's kind of on your side at times. But he can just flip the switch at the last minute. I, I get definitely some Punisher type vibes in a way. But he, <laughs> Punisher but psychotic pretty much. Uh, I guess is Punisher psychotic. I don't know. But nonetheless, I like I like that play on things, you know. Um, and of course, um, not necessarily spoilers, but basically, yeah, the last episode is pretty much just straight up fan service. Of um, if you're a fan of the games, that was like, oh yeah, this is definitely hell yes, this is this is what I want in a twisted metal show. Um, so they did that very well. Um, yeah, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. My expectations were low. I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna watch it. Um, but yeah, no, the reviews definitely is like, okay, we'll give this a shot. And thoroughly impressed. They definitely set it up for another season. I'm, I'm not, I'm tapped in. I'm tapped in. I'm, I'm tapped in. I'm not familiar with Peacock otherwise if it wasn't for this show. So, um, yeah, twist the metal, man. I recommend, I recommend if, if you're a fan of the games, I guess I'm, I'm not sure if you're, no, I think if you're not a fan of the, uh, the games, I think you still can enjoy it too. I think. But if you are a fan of the games, I think you definitely get much more enjoyment out of the, uh, out of this for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, that's pretty much, uh, all I've been, uh, been up to when it comes to that. I mean, got Blue Beetle coming out tonight. You can catch that. Um, you know, uh, but otherwise, I think that will do it this episode of Switch of Sites, episode 180, August 17th, 2023. Um, if you did enjoy this show, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on various podcasts and platforms. Uh, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash the Switch, generally Thursday evenings. You can also catch the archives of this podcast in video form on YouTube.com slash the Switch. Um, but yeah, until next time, y'all, um, get your damn game on. Feel free to fuck. Nobody's safe.